welcome to Gab and Jam episode 147. What was that? Funkenstein. We uh, love to funk you, Funkenstein. Your funk is the best. Yeah. All right. All right. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Gab and Jam episode 147. This is kind of a follow-up episode to our last episode. Um which was entitled, How Transparent Should Your Lyrics Be? But it discussed about lyrics, and we happened to mention what happens when people receive messages that you don't necessarily intend. And so we have the good and the bad, a list of the good things that can happen when they interpret them differently than you expect, and then uh, several bad things that that can happen. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you can control the way people are going to perceive your lyrics. Yeah. So that's, that's the true. first thing, right? Yeah. So, so whether or not there's crazy people out there that's going to misinterpret your lyrics, there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, I, I, I don't think you can realistically blame <laughs> the Beatles for Charles Manson. Yeah, that's you true. Know what I mean? That's I, true. I, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, he right. said, hey, yeah, you know, he felt like the Beatles were speaking to him through the White Album. With the Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter, Piggies, and the whole thing. The whole oh, White wow. Album, all that stuff. So, so he felt like they were saying stuff. Wow. You know, or I think there was like the back, the back masking cases. Uh, oh, so, yeah. You know, where I guess it was sort of like, I think it was, was it Judas Priest? It's one of those groups uh-huh. that were actually on trial because, you know, I think two teenagers had, you know, committed suicide. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and it was because of the fact that they felt like they had heard this backwards message in their song mm-hmm. saying kill yourself oh wow so i mean it's it you know it just goes on and right. on and on with respect to what people might be interpreting the message to be yeah you know but at the same time you know you could have people who feel like oh wow that you could have written a song that could have that is speaking to them in some positive way okay so that you, know. you are tying that quite nicely into our list so first, we're going to uh, list three of the possible good outcomes of someone interpreting your song through a lens you didn't even expect. Okay. Or getting the meaning you didn't expect. So the first good thing is that you want people to connect with your music. And sometimes by them filtering it in a way that is unexpected brings them closer. So makes a fan out of them, makes a follower, makes a listener out of that person. Right. And they will take anything you put out because they are connecting in a way that you never even thought to your music. Yeah. So that could be a good thing. Yeah, because I think um, it may have been maybe on like Broad Jam, something like that. I think we got a review of The Passion mm-hmm. from Higher Up Deeper In. Mm-hmm. And somebody heard a lyric in a way that I didn't say it, uh, you know, but they heard something else, right. you know, and, and they, and I didn't correct them. you saying the words were actually not the words you said, but exactly. that's what they heard. They heard, they heard okay, a that's a whole different, they yeah. heard a different set of yeah. words, and so it was like, I I didn't correct what the words were. But it kind of tied into what, the bigger message maybe? Well, well, yeah, I mean, you know, okay. I, 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 it didn't change the message of the song okay. for me, okay. I mean, you know, it was... It was, you know, it was almost like, like, oh, I guess I could have said it that yeah. way. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like that type of thing. But, you know, it was sort of like, but that was their interpretation of what they heard. Right. Okay. You know? And I know for me, I've heard all kinds of crazy stuff. You, yeah. know, like, you know, when I first heard Controversy by Prince, I heard Afro Prozee. I don't know what that <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> anyway, I used to hear like some crazy stuff that made absolutely no, no sense. sense. And sometimes, for me, I would find out. I hear something and then I find out the lyrics that they actually did weren't as good as the ones that I thought they said. So that wasn't, that's not a good, I mean, it was good for me to connect with the song, but yeah. then once I find out the real lyrics, I'm like, eh. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. So right. that's the first good thing that can come from them. Uh, people hearing your lyrics and getting something that you didn't necessarily intend. The second good thing um, that can come out of it is that it can open us up, just like in that instance, to something that maybe is deeper. Yeah. Perhaps that it, it might even deepen. A lot of times, as as artists, that's what we talked about in that episode. Right. We pick things because they go well together. They sing well together. We were just uh, watching the Saint Vincent Masterclass where, hey, it sounds real good in this lyric. Yeah. Uh, it, it provides imagery. It, yeah. You know, it's a rhythm that fits with the other rhythm, but it's not necessarily that we're committed to the idea necessarily. Not yeah. all the time. Sometimes well, it's just a, a poetic thing. So what I'll try to do is, you know especially lately, is that I will sacrifice a rhyme if the song feels good. So, you know, going back to The Passion again, The Passion has lyrics that really don't rhyme. (laughs) Other than, I mean, especially during the verse, the the lyrics don't rhyme. I mean, they rhyme during the chorus to some extent, but they don't rhyme during the during the verse, but the verse spoke to me the way the verse spoke to me. Okay. And so it was sort of like, I'd rather... Not cheapen the message, right? Or right. yeah, yeah, trying, to, trying, trying to trying to make sure. Oh, I gotta get a rhyme. Yeah. I gotta get a rhyme. Yeah. I need to get a rhyme because you know. Um, and then you don't want to necessarily kill the uh, the creative moment. Yeah, by okay. trying to oh, well, nah, this we got a rhyme. Bit, this got a rhyme. Beat it into submission, right? right. And or it, and some people feel that way, yeah. but I know for me, I, I'd rather go with that moment yeah. and, and go with those lyrics that way. Um, as long as they sing well, okay. you know, okay. as long as I don't feel like I'm, I'm trying to rush words and right. all that kind of stuff, that's a whole we different issue. paragraph into one line. Right, right. yeah, yeah. So, so meaning that I will sacrifice a rhyme for something that doesn't rhyme that sings well mm-hmm. over having something that rhymes that doesn't sing well. Right, okay. So if, it, if it's singing well is, to me, it fitting in the pocket is the most important part. Okay, all right. Well, that's a good thing, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Um, another good thing. So the third good thing that can come from someone interpreting your lyrics in a way that you didn't really expect is that you might mention mention something in past. And again, we talk about the fact that we just get inspired and sometimes throw it in the song. You might mention something in passing that brings together people behind a cause. And I'm thinking specifically about the Sugarman thing where I'm not sure. I don't think he was speaking to... The, the, people, in right, the right. people in South Africa, but they grabbed a hold to that message and it brought them together. Right. You know, with that message, but it was behind his lyrics. And right. yeah. and that was not intended for him, but it was a good thing yeah. overall because he was this, you know, well, we've talked about it before, but he ended up being super famous there. Yeah. And but didn't, you know, have success here. But the whole point is that people were resonating with his music. Yeah, yeah. On a they, level they, that he never expected. Right. They can yeah, resonate culturally. Yeah. Stuff. I mean, but then again, it helps when you are taking on universal themes. You yeah. Know? I mean, people might look at themes of love and, you yeah. know, and passion and standing up for your rights and things like that as being kind of cliche, but mm-hmm. it's sort of like they are universal. I mean, yeah. I think they have been, they've always had a place throughout society. Yeah. You and know, people will always connect. 
because yeah. they're people-based things, human. And yeah, they're human, and they're, they're at the core of what our society, civilization, is kind of built on. Mm -hmm. You know, these emotions are kind of like outgrowths mm -hmm. of people living together and socializing together. Mm -hmm. That these things always, I think, will find a place to resonate. But you may have to find creative ways of saying it. Right, instead of, correct. Yeah, that, everything that can, just being yeah. right on the nose, right. and this is what I'm talking about, and this is that. <laughs> and I'm not saying that that doesn't work. Right. Sometimes that does yeah. work, but I'm saying that sometimes it, it helps to, to do it a little bit more well, metaphorically. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but here are three of the bad things that can occur from people getting messages that you didn't intend right. from your lyrics. One of the bad things is when you find that people are fueled by a lyric that you said and joined together behind a cause that either you don't care about or even worse, something that scares you. Oh, prime example. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, 1980s. Uh, Ronald Reagan oh, yeah. wanted to use Born in the USA. Right. It's kind of like his campaign slogan type thing and it's sort of like almost like a rah 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 right. America type of thing and it's like that song isn't that type song. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Actually, that, that, actually it's a protest song. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a protest song and you know the Springsteen just wasn't having it. Yeah. You know, I was like no I don't want you using my song. Oh, right. That's not what I intended that song to be used right. for. So that's like you know a prime example uh, you know how people might take on your songs right. and kind of say, "Hey, I, I don't, you know, no, no." This and I, I think, want to interpret it. This is the way I want to view it. I want right. to connect it to this cause that 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 you really are yeah. anti, almost just completely. Yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, there's been other artists who I think oh, yeah, have campaign had, stuff. Yeah, have, have had you know, like bumped heads with the Trump um, Trump campaign. Yeah, regarding using their song. Right. You know, during their rallies and things like that. They, you know, because of the fact that they don't want that message to be conflated with the Trump message. I was about to say there. You know that. Point actually ties into the next reason. Mm -hmm. The next reason, which is it, it uh, connects to that one, is you don't want people thinking that you are either the hero for something or the devil uh, for something that is just a lyric in a song. I mean, not right. I guess not to me, especially if it's not something that you're already passionate about. Yes. So then you become this this villain because yeah. you have this feeling and they believe that that's yeah. who you are. It's like well, it's just a lyric. It's kind of weird too. It's like um, Sting said that you know it, it always caught him as odd and a bit, a bit kind of I guess deranged in a way that people took every breath. Oh yeah, as a love song. As a love song, and they would use it. They say, "Oh, that, I got married to that song," right. and he was like, "Really? <laughs> you know, that, that's a stalker it's song. song you know? right. <laughs> I mean, that is that is a creepy song." Yeah. So. So, I mean, and so that was someone taken in a completely different, different way. way. Yeah, than you know, intended. Yeah. Exactly. And I think more people, I don't know if I don't have stats on it, but right. I believe more people probably take it as a love as song. As if he had this sincere right. love song, and, and he's like, no, this is like, yeah. this is a stalker. Say, every single day I'll be, be watching, watching you. you, I'll be watching right. you all the time, and throughout the song, it's like, I'll be watching you, I'll right. be watching you. It's got a very big brother feel about yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I like again, people are really endeared to that. They feel like that's romantic. And they love song, yeah. right? So yeah, cool. I love it. And then finally, the bad thing that can result from people taking your lyrics out of context of the way you meant them yeah. is that um, as an artist, some people will only see you as a person that feels this way about this topic. 
versus the fact that as artists sometimes we explore like we, we or we have top, we have songs that are us taking on I guess personas that are not like Lolita and some of those others where we took on a persona yeah. that is not something we believe in we were just seeing a vision through the eyes of this you know yeah and that goes into a whole other thing and that is almost like I think unlike actors or you know screenwriters you know a lot of people take you know musicians as when you're doing something that you're always reflecting yourself yes mm-hmm. that, that you're always doing that but it's like you can't go through tons and tons of material mm-hmm. without reflecting <laughs> other things right you know what I mean and every now and again what does it feel to be in someone else's shoes right what does yeah. it feel to be like this or you yeah. know or, or something you know where where you kind of have to get outside of your own space mm-hmm. in order to get I, I know for me to, to just get inspired to write yeah. and just to, to say uh, oh, let's, let's, let's look at it from this point right. of view. Let's, yeah. let's, let's write the song from you know that perspective that is a completely different perspective than I might have on the song. Right. You know, or I think like sometimes like, you know, the, with the Beatles, I mean, I, I, I think sometimes they kind of fuel some of the speculation mm. that was going on. You know, like uh, you know, I am the walrus, right? Mm. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if you, anybody just looked at those. <laughs> I, I don't know if you'd ever understand them. But anyway, and Green Onion, Glass Onion, I think it was Last Onion. That's on the White Album. Um, John Lennon says, here's another clue for you all. The war is, is Paul. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's right. all, it's, we know I am the Walrus is a John Lennon song. Right. And and throughout the whole thing, he was saying, I am the Walrus. And right. he was saying, I'm John Lennon saying it. So he's the Walrus, but he's saying the Walrus is Paul. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's like him just dropping right. these little subtle handsome stuff and it's I don't hard. know if they ever met anybody. I was going to say start some shit. And right. Because I, I don't know if they ever right. quite And of course anybody. Prince did a lot of that. You yeah. know he would do stuff where or Michael Jackson was talking about you know something else you know in the song that you would have to kind of know you know the other songs in order but it would be starting some stuff. Right. Starting controversy. Yeah. 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 Or yeah just referencing back to your yeah. own stuff and referencing back to what the fans kind of dig into or you know, even those Easter eggs. Yeah. You know, yeah. for fans to kind of, because you know that they do these types of things. So, you yeah. know, so I, I know artists do those things right. too. You know, and so. And so to think that they feel, I mean, and especially for us, we were talking about that the other episode, where we might share an opinion one way in a song, you know, in one song, and it'll be completely opposite to an opinion or an expression in another song. Right. Or even in the song, we might do both. Might yeah. be going back and forth between, hey, this is on one side of the issue, right. here's the other side of the issue, but it doesn't mean that we feel passionately about either side. It's right. just we're presenting both sides. Yeah. So, yeah. Or, so or sometimes to, maybe you do feel passionate about both yeah. sides. I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of times it's like, you know, especially in today's age, you know, um, people kind of forget how complex human beings are. Yeah. You know that that you know we have different complexities to yeah. ourselves, and and, and I think that's kind of lost sometimes. So yeah. you know, but that's what art does. That's what art does. Yeah. All right. What do you think? What should an artist do? As listeners hear messages that the artist doesn't necessarily intend, we didn't necessarily give you tips about how to handle it. 
because as you said in the beginning, I'm not sure if you can predict or control that. Yeah, I don't I, think so either. But, yeah. But but what do you do? I mean, is yeah. it a good thing? Do you think it's a good thing or do you think it's a bad thing? Right. When people interpret things differently than the artist intends. Yeah. Drop it in the comments below. Yeah. What's going on? Yep, still got Sugar Fit. It's happening. So, yep, yep. Got the CD, got the downloads. Yeah. On Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Just all, all of the, places. yeah, these are, now we're on all the social media streaming. Yeah. But you can, um, if you like, um, retro vintage you can get the cd and then of course we have below the patreon link for vinyl yeah. if you want to pre-order some vinyl yeah. make sure you check that out and if you dig the vibe be sure to subscribe we're wishing you love peace and chicken grease